Ron Hebert is the financial coach, retired portfolio manager. I'm Gord Whitehead, a retired broadcaster. The show, we call it Making Money. It's about investing, a little bit of economic underpinning for you if you're a new investor. Perhaps if you're a seasoned investor, we can pass along something that might sharpen your edge a little bit. Ron, we're going to talk about the best of the best portfolio this week. And given the climate that we're in right now, there's a lot of uncertainty. It's been kind of a rough ride in the market over the last six, eight months. Let's let's outline what your thinking is here. Well, when markets are tough, a lot of times investors will look through their portfolios, and, and especially in times of economic duress, you really find out how good your portfolio is, how durable it is, how high quality it is. And so it's typically during the bad times that investors want to move to higher ground. So what we've done is taken 18 sectors of the economy and try to give examples of companies that are considered the benchmark or standards in each one. Now, obviously, the best of the best is an interpretation, and you probably have opinions of your own uh, of potential winners in each sector, and that's fine. But all we want to try and do is give you some ideas of, of companies that are absolutely standouts in their sector and typically the ones that everybody else measures themselves against. Uh, we have about, I think, 14 of the names are Canadian, but in consumer products, healthcare, conglomerates, and technology, we don't have uh, too many of those kind of companies in Canada. So to substitute, we're going to be looking at uh, some U.S. stocks as well. So these are the most popular sectors of the economy. Uh, usually the areas where most investors have some exposure to anyways, and we're just trying to twig your um, your thought process here. So you go through your own portfolio, and you know you might have a company that just really isn't so good. And if we have a tough couple of years ahead, you might want to upgrade to better quality. Here's a few suggestions. Like I say, this isn't uh, an all-inclusive list. This list could have had 40 or 50 sectors in it. I just took most of the more popular ones. And you might have other opinions of high quality, and that's fine, too. Uh, whether you have a company that I think is the best or you think is the best, obviously, it's probably pretty high up on the totem pole, and that's where you want to be in top markets. Okay, we're going to start with uh, our favorite sector, I think. And, and you've alluded to the fact over the past couple of years since we've been doing the show, nobody runs railways better than we do in Canada, right? We are the best railroaders in the world, as far as I know. Canadians, this is one area that's just a, a standout of management that is got Canadian maple leaves all over it. And geography and so, probably has a lot to do with that, right? I mean, we're a big country, and we move so yeah, much stuff by rail. Absolutely right. And, and so Canadian National Railway and CP are both really high-quality names. And so, I mean, there's only two real rail, big railways that are national railways in Canada, and they're both standouts. So uh, CNR or CP, I like both of them, and um, I think they're the best railroaders on the planet. And if you want to own a company, uh, there's no better place to start just at home with one of these two giants. Okay, what about utilities? Well, utilities are... The growth we're going to see, uh, and we've talked about this on shows about renewables, and we've mentioned the fact that if the renewable market grows as fast as everybody's talking about, where everything goes electric, well, the electrical utilities are going to be C 
seeing a lot of growth because you need the infrastructure so that everybody can plug in to recharge their their batteries, their cars, whatever they have. So uh, electrical utilities, I think any electrical utility has a very bright future over the next 10, 15 years. Uh, the standout that I see is Fortis. And this company, I think this year, it is going to celebrate the 50th year of raising dividends. So it's a class act. The symbol is FTS. It trades on Toronto. If you want to own a good quality name, uh, I certainly think this is a class act among Canadian utilities. Banking has always been a Canadian stronghold. Uh, I guess you could probably point the finger at any one of the Canadian banks would not be a bad idea, but is there one that you like more than others? Well, certainly the bank that everybody considers the benchmark that measures their returns against. So if you read analyst research, usually they're comparing themselves against the Royal Bank. And Royal is RY. It trades on Toronto. And Canadians have a love-hate relationship with the bank. Every time you look at your statement, you look at all the charges uh, that, you know, people grumble about they feel like they're being ripped off in so many small ways but uh, you ask canadians what they want to own in their portfolio and usually the first thing that comes out of their mouth is a canadian bank because of its quality its growth and its high dividends and so uh, royal bank is generally considered the top of the heap we've talked often about pipelines you like pipelines because they're in the ground and all they do is just uh, have stuff flow through them and they make money right well and Canadians have two of the biggest infrastructure uh, plays, energy infrastructure plays in North America. In fact, Enbridge is the biggest energy infrastructure play. So not only do they have pipelines, but they've got oil storage tanks. They've got big underground caverns where they uh, store natural gas. So these guys are a multi-layered play. And also they've been expanding into renewables. So here again, it's a dead heat as far as I'm concerned. TC Energy, which is the old Trans-Canada Pipe, uh, TRP, it trades on Toronto, or Enbridge, uh, which is ENB also, trades on Toronto. Uh, I think you could own either one of them and be happy a long-term investor because uh, our demand for energy is not going to go away anytime soon. You talked about health care. It's not an area that in Canada we have a lot of real big players, but uh, the one that you're going to mention, I was using some of their product this morning. I had some adhesive tape that I needed. <laughs> well, Johnson & Johnson, you know, they're into uh, heart monitoring, artificial hearts, artificial limbs. They're into consumer products. They make pharmaceuticals. They have their tentacles into just about every area of health care. Plus, Johnson & Johnson is one of those companies that has increased its dividend over 50 years in a row. It is one of two companies in the United States that has a AAA credit rating. In fact, Johnson & Johnson's credit rating is better than the U.S. government's, which is only AA. I've owned Johnson & Johnson uh, for years. I've owned Fortis for years. I've owned Enbridge and TC, Royal Bank. I have tended to load my portfolio up with quality. Uh, I sleep well at night, even when we go through markets that are really volatile, because these companies, you just, you know, I don't worry about any of them not being around in 2030, for example. Okay, let's talk about insurance. That's another area that we focused on a lot here on Making Money over the years. You have a, a, a Canadian insurance company that you favor? 
Well, the three big ones, uh, Manual Life, Sun Life, and Great West Life, are all good quality names. The one that I, have, I think uh, it occupies the middle ground where it has uh, not the, maybe the best growth opportunities, but it, it is me- medium for safety and growth would be Sun Life. So I consider it the, the company that has maybe some of the best prospects going forward. But you could, I, I don't think at, um, at these levels you'd, be, you'd go too far wrong owning either Great West Life, Sun Life, or, or Manual Life. Uh, I just uh, picked Sun Life because uh, I wanted to try and come up with one choice. The symbol is SLF. It trades on Toronto. And the insurance companies are one of those industries that, frankly, in rising rates, because they have so much of their portfolio is in fixed income, that rising rates are really good for them because they can take that portfolio of cash and they can put it to work buying bonds. And to give you an idea, uh, two years ago, uh, they were struggling to get 2%. Uh, now in their portfolios, they're looking, they can invest all day long between 4 and 6% in good quality bonds. So uh, this is one of the sectors where high interest rates actually benefit them. Okay, let's talk about retail. That's kind of a tough market right now. I mean, we still, we still shop for things. A lot of people shop online, but let's talk about retail. Who do you like there? I like Couchetard. And these guys own gas stations that have convenience stores attached. And, of course, if you travel throughout the U.S., just about everywhere you go, you see a Circle K sign. But they're not only big in Canada and the U.S., they've also expanded into Central America. They're big in Europe. They're big in Asia. And they're growing dramatically. And if you take a look at Kush Tard's long-term track record, it's one of the best, not only in Canada, but in North America. So uh, that's why I have them as my best retailer, because they have, uh, they've, they've, even with all the expansions they've made, they've kept their debt under control, and uh, they increase their numbers virtually every year. The symbol is ATD, and uh, the shares that most people buy are the B shares. So ATD.B, and it trades on Toronto. And hand raised here every time I any kind of a car trip, you stop at those convenience stores, bag of potato chips, bag of cheesy, soft drink, whatever, right? We're all doing it. <laughs> all high margin stuff too, very high margin. Okay, what about industrials? I know this company that you're going to mention here very well. They've been around for a long time, and they are they're, they're a behemoth, aren't they? Uh, the best industrial company in Canada, because we have so few world class industrial companies. I chose Magna. Uh, they Auto do, parts. Auto parts and auto assembly. I mean, you look at what they are doing for, uh, especially in Europe, is they make an entire sub-assemblies for, for cars. So uh, they've ingratiated their way, and especially with North American and uh, European auto manufacturers, they've got a foothold in, in Asia. Not quite, not, uh, it, that's a tough market to crack, but they're adding more and more content to cars every year as the big manufacturers move away. They also have some very significant uh, manufacturing capability uh, in the switch from uh, fossil fuels to electric cars, EVs. So I think they're going to manage the transition very well. Magna is uh, MG, trades on Toronto. Software. Well, 
kind of only one player here that you really want to focus on, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, software. I mean, Microsoft has uh, is buying, is getting into gaming in a big way now. Uh, they're in the cloud, so if you need storage, they have massive uh, facilities that they can store your data now. So Microsoft is a behemoth, and they've also obviously got a monopoly on, on their software. So MSFT, uh, Trades in the U.S., is uh, my favorite name. Consumer stocks. Now, that's a broad-spectrum term. Whereabouts do you go here? I'm looking at food and beverage, and there's two names I like, and I've owned uh, both of them for, for, for decades. The first one is Nestle's NSRGY. It's a Swiss company, and go look in your lazy susan or in your cupboards and just look at all the things nestle's makes chocolate milk all kinds of other brands that they have in their portfolio and they've grown steady every virtually every year uh the other one i like is pepsi and you and i were talking before the show oh this is yeah this company's unbelievable (laughs) how many brands it has especially you know you think of pepsi and you think of well they make pepsi cola and you remember the old ads where they competed against Coke. Well, half their their sales come from salty snacks, potato chips. Frito-Lay is their, big, uh, is their main brand. And all you have to do to understand the power of these two brands is go in the supermarket, go down the chip aisle, for example, and look at all the chips that are made by Frito-Lay. They take up the majority of shelf space in most stores. And pop here again. You look at all the different brands and 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 uh, sports drinks and, and juices and things like that that Pepsi produces. Um, the the uh, refrigeration case. Go in there and take a look. Look at the the aisles that have pop. You'll see that the this company really dominates. Nestle's is the same in chocolate. And so these are the companies that you can own. High quality names. Nestle's uh, I believe double A, and I think Pepsi is double A as well. Uh, high-quality balance sheets, and they just not spectacular, but just steady growth year after year. They just soldier on. Telcos. Uh, we have, well, it's a shrinking market in Canada, it would appear, as the Rogers and Shaw merger appears like it's going to go ahead, although there's still some rough water to navigate there. But who do you like in the telco sector? Well, uh, that's a good point. And, and because Rogers, is, there's still so much uncertainty about the uh, Shaw takeover and what they're going to have to sell. Uh, I left them out of the consideration. So, uh, you know, there's three major players in Canada, Rogers, TELUS, and BCE. And so uh, I would look at TELUS if you want more growth. BCE is is bigger company, probably um, higher dividend, more safety. So those would be the two names. I think you could own either one of them and do just fine over the long term. Yeah, full disclosure, I've owned Bell Canada for, I don't know, three decades, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same with me. It, I've owned it, it for a long time. It just chugs along, right? It just chugs and, along. Uh, yeah, and if you, you're that? younger, do yourself a favor and put yourself on dividend reinvestment plans. So those uh, listeners who are investors and, and uh, follow the show every week, you know, take some of these stocks, especially BCE has a dividend around 6%. Put yourself on dividend reinvestment plans so that uh, you get the compound growth of buying more shares every quarter. Energy companies, oh, kind of a sensitive area, but hey, it, it, it's not going away anytime soon. 
No, Agnico Eagle is uh, a oh, gold talking, miner. Yeah, you're talking energy here now. Yeah. Oh, sorry. You're, I'm slightly ahead of myself, Gord. <laughs> yeah. But the, I think the best gold miner is uh, Agnico Eagle. And the reason I say that is so many of the other miners, where they're headed, they're going into countries in Africa. They're going into countries in South America. They're just mining in places where there's a lot of political risk. And so I look at Ignico Eagle, and virtually all its properties are in places that are very stable politically. So if you want to own a company that uh, has lots of exposure to gold and copper, Ignico Eagle, AEM, uh, and with trading on Toronto, would be uh, a good, solid choice. You want to segue back to energy now? Who do you like there? Um, Canadian I, Natural Resources? Is that... Uh... Yeah. Yeah, the Canadian Natural Resources is definitely the, the company. If you look at the big names over the last 20 years, uh, Canadian Natural Resources is, is, is seemed to have had the fewest problems. It brings most of its projects on budget, on time. Uh, they've been able to grow steadily over the years. They strategically seem to make the right moves at the right time. So if you want to be uh, involved in a company that's a big player, uh, take a look at uh, Canadian Natural CNQ at Trades on Toronto. What about REITs? I know that you've uh, had a lot of work done over the years. You've looked at REITs from a lot of different perspectives. Who do you like there? Well, the granddaddy in the sector that grows slowly and also is uh, building up a significant exposure in Europe is Canadian Apartment Properties. That's C-A-R.U-N, Trades in Toronto. And so they have apartment buildings in virtually every major city across Canada, and they're growing. Uh, they've got a good balance sheet. They grow steadily. So uh, that's a good, safe name to own in the sector. We hearken back to last week for your infrastructure stock. You mentioned this company. They're, they're the, the 800-pound gorilla, right? They own infrastructure around the world, and they not only own it for themselves, but they also have a big management uh, pool where in companies can invest in that management pool, and they'll manage the money for them, buy infrastructure assets, and charge them a fee. So Brookfield has over a trillion dollars, or almost a trillion dollars, I guess, the last time I looked. I think it's over a trillion now in assets that they manage. The symbol is BN. It trades on Toronto. And if you want more information on that, I suggest you go back uh, three weeks and listen to our infrastructure show. And uh, we really build the case for Brookfield as uh, a good way if you're looking forward to finding something in the infrastructure space that you can own. Okay, best conglomerate. <laughs> Here's a surprise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I here again, it, it's like Brookfield. I mean, I've owned uh, Brookfield. I've owned Berkshire Hathaway. I've owned them for, for decades. And they're, uh, Berkshire Hathaway just continuously buys companies. I mean, they own one of the biggest railroads in the U.S., I think they're now the biggest utility company in the U.S. They're the second or third biggest insurance company in the U.S. And the list goes on and on of all the things that Berkshire owns. And a conglomerate is a company that, that has a lot of, of businesses underneath it in different sectors of the economy. I still think Warren Buffett, even at 92, is uh, way smarter than most managers. And so Berkshire Hathaway, I think, has a lots of runway ahead of it. It's got good people to take over if he's not around anymore. Symbols BRK.B, trades in the U.S. Engineering company. Here again, 
take a look at, at our show on infrastructure because not only when you have infrastructure do you have to manage it, but if you're going to build it, you have to design it. And Stantec has consulting. Uh, they're an Edmonton-based company, but they have operations literally globally. So STN-T, uh, and maybe I'm a... Uh, got a hometown bias, but I think Stantec is just a great name to own in the sector. High quality. And here's an area that's uh, kind of been in the news because of, um, well, the greening movement. And there's been a lot of talk about about fertilizer and stuff. Who do you like as far as agriculture is concerned? Well, I think going forward, we could have uh, difficulties getting supply because Russia and Ukraine are were such big suppliers of fertilizer uh, before the war, and now obviously that that transportation of that is very constrained. So, Nutrien is a big Canadian player. They not only produce fertilizer, but they got ag stores all over North America and into South America. So, uh, that would be my pick as the best agricultural company, and the symbol is NTR or NTR and it trades on the Toronto Stock Exchange. So there you go, a basket of the best of the best. As you say, Ron, you probably could have gone to 50 sectors, but and not everybody's going to agree with the pick. We get that. But these are ones that you have particularly liked and have had your eye on for a long time, right? Yeah, and, and I'd say virtually half the list I've owned personally over the years. And, and these are companies where if they got a good uh, pullback, uh, certainly many of them, um, I'm about to switch myself. So uh, I always like to switch into the best names in the industry if I can find them. And so these are some of the highest quality companies. And, and these are the companies I like because I don't like to have to pace the floor in the middle of the night and wonder if, if the company is going to make it through the next recession. So these best of best candidates are the kind of companies that you can slowly accumulate on weakness and every time there's a market pullback, it generally it's a buying opportunity to buy one of these names and hold it for the long term. So there you go. Some sage advice from the financial coach, Ron Hebert. Remember, if you have a question about something that we've touched on or maybe you have a show suggestion, you can reach us through our website at letsmakemoney.ca and we'll get back to you. And you can also reach us through cfcw.com where the show is hosted on their portal. Uh, Next week, back with another edition of Making Money. On behalf of the financial coach, Ron Hebert, I'm Gord Whitehead. Thanks for listening. The information presented is derived from sources believed to be reliable. This material is presented for information purposes only and does not constitute investment advice. Before acting on any investment information, a person should seek advice from an investment professional. The presenters may or may not hold positions in the securities discussed on this show and will not be responsible for any losses sustained from acting on this information.